Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, and the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we have come to the time to look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that we will grow and it will gain great root, and that it will grow and that it will cause us to be like mighty oaks along the rivers of living water. We thank you for this time together and ask that you bless it in your son Jesus' name. Amen. We are into our second episode of our series entitled, Watch Your Mouth. And our opening statement for today is, our speech is incredibly difficult to control and can cause a massive amount of damage in our lives. We must learn to use our words carefully so we do not cause harm to ourselves or those around us. Let me say it one more time. Our speech is incredibly difficult to control and can cause a massive amount of damage in our lives. We must learn to choose our words carefully so we do not cause harm to ourselves or those around us. And last week when we jumped on to our first episode, our first episode subtitle was, You Are What You Speak. You Are What You Speak. And we focused on how we are talking. This week, I want us to take some time and to look at what we're calling episode number two, the need for control. The need for control. Our definitions are as follows. The first definition, watch, is to be attentive or vigilant, to keep guard or Keep someone or something under close observation. Mouth. Your mouth is an opening, affording entrance or exit. Or another defini uh, definition is voice or your speech. The next one is control. Control or is power or authority to check or restrain. Power or authority to check or restrain. Restraining or regulating influence. And our final word for today that I would love for us to define is fire. Fire is the phenomenon of combustion manifested in light, flame, and heat. Light flame, and heat. We're going to be in the Old and the New Testament today, so we're going to go to the Old Testament first, the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, we're going to drop down to the 18th chapter. In that 18th chapter, we're going to start at that 20th verse. This is the English Standard Version, and it says this. From the fruit of 
of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. The next verse says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Now we're going to jump over to the New Testament in James, the third chapter. James, the third chapter, starting at the first verse, the English Standard Version says this, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man. Also, I mean, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouth of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. And here it is. So also the tongue is a small member. Yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. A world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Lord, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will resonate in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. In Jesus' name. Let's take this journey talking about the need for control. We see in James, James who uh, is believed to be the brother of Jesus, grew up with Jesus, knew Jesus, and he became one of the apostles of the early church. He penned what is considered in the New Testament the Proverbs of the New Testament. James starts off and he says, listen, y'all. You might want to be a teacher, okay. But to be a teacher, there's a greater level of evaluation. There's a higher level of responsibility. There is something that you need to be aware of. That you are under a higher level of scrutiny being a teacher. One of the things that... Uh, I discovered is that a teacher has the responsibility of establishing foundational truths, of, of helping to establish how the direction of people are going to go. If you look at our public school system, you see that they teach what they used to call the three R's. Reading, writing, and arithmetic, which were those foundational things for us to go forward into life. So a teacher has a responsibility for teaching foundational truths. 
And so he's bringing out, if you're going to be establishing foundations, there is a higher level of responsibility that you have as a teacher. And with that being said, that means you got to be careful of the things that you say. He says that if you are able to control your speech, you're a perfect man. Because then you can control your whole body. Because it is so powerful how it is when we speak. There's a need for us to control our tongue. And so with that being said, as we look into how James is running this, James goes all the way around the block just to get next door. He says, look at how we do a horse. We put a bit in their, in their mouth, and putting that bit in their mouth is able to control the whole body of the horse. I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to ride a horse, but one of the things that uh, you can do when you are riding a horse, I remember the first time that I rode a horse, I think I was about six years old, my uncle who lived out in the country had some horses. So we went out there, and I jumped on the horse, well I didn't really jump, they put me on the horse, because I was small, and I didn't have a bridle. All I did was hold on to the horse. So I had his mane, I just hold on to the horse, and everything was good. He was kind of moving, and my, uh, my cousin was kind of walking him. And if you knew my cousin, you knew something I should have thought about, something mischievous getting ready to happen. And so he did something, the horse reared up, so I snatched that mane back, and that joke uh, tried to throw me off, but I wouldn't. I, wrap my legs around him in any way. But anyhow, then my uncle comes out and says, y'all need to put the harness on the horse. We put the harness on the horse, and it was so much easier because I could control him, and I could make him stop. I could loosen it up so he could go, and it just controlled the whole entire horse. When he had nothing restraining him or controlling him, he could pretty much do what he wanted to. I think he felt sorry because I was... Half, I was probably about like that high, and he was just like, I could throw him anywhere. But anyway, so it is important that when you have something bigger than you, that you have the ability to control it. We almost got whoopings for jumping, put, putting me on that horse without no. He didn't mind us not having a saddle. He just was upset that we hadn't put the, the harness on the, on the horse. Now think about this. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been on a cruise ship, but a cruise ship typically has 10, 11 different floors, and it's a huge monstrosity. But if you look at how big the rudder is, which is c controls how it goes in the water, compared to the size of the ship, it's not all that big. But that little rudder can control how that ship goes through the water. Are y'all getting it? It's these little things that they are using to control the big thing. 
And so as we are journeying down here, we, we can see that as we look at what James is setting up, he's painting these word pictures to say you, you've, you've seen a horse and, and you see how we control a horse and you see the, the fishermen, you see how you can control your boat. Now, let's make it hit home. Let's talk about your mouth. Let's look at your mouth. And he says, he says that you now have the tongue, which is uh, 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 compared to the body, the tongue is just a small little member of the entire body. But the thing about that tongue, that tongue can do some great, great things. The tongue can elevate people to the highest heights or the tongue can depress people to the lowest low. One of the things that we are finding out today is how powerful words are. We have teenagers, uh, preteens that are getting onto the social media and the power of the words is causing them to commit self-harm, to commit suicide because of words that they've read and have taken into their psyche. So with the power of the words providing word, providing sound to those words even has a greater depth depth into the lives of those whom we interact with so what we have to put together or what we have to look at is how this little bitty thing that sometimes we forget about until we accidentally, when we're eating something, make a mistake and bite it, and then we realize that it's in our mouth. That it can cause us pain. We are we can we discovered that even sometimes in various situations that the tongue can cause division in a community. Yes. It can cause people to be on opposite sides of a situation and cause them to say things towards one another that are not helpful to the situation. We are in the election season, and one of the things about election season is folks don't know how to say nothing good about their opponent. All they try to bring out is the negative of their opponent. And there are some uh, commercials that you see where they are they're just talking about what they are going to do they don't even talk about their opponent because they're not worried about their opponent they just want you to elect them not because they're a little better than their opponent but because they are going to do what 
resonates with you to do. That's my political little thing for today. But most of the time, we are attacking one another with our tongue. Because if we attack them any other way, we go to jail. So we try to use our words to attack and to control someone else. But what this scripture is pointing out to us that if you can't control your tongue, then you don't have control. And your tongue is very hard to control, so it is going to say a couple of things that are not good to say. Yes. <sighs> and so, it, it is easy for us to discipline our bodies. We, we know how to eat. We know how to work out. We know how to do all these things. But the last thing that we seem to have the ability to control is our mouth, our tongue. Because our tongue, although it is a muscle, it is actually driven by our thoughts and our reactions. So we have to discipline that muscle differently than all the other muscles in our body. It requires us to reevaluate, causes us to uh, look at situations and see them for what they are, not for what we think they are. That is why for almost, it's possible to tame the tongue, but it almost seems impossible because somebody going to get on, like they used to say, on my last nerve. Now, I don't know how many nerves you had, but... You, you make it sound like you've been trying you've been trying to be patient but when you say when you hear I remember when you used to hear folks say you on my last nerve most folks would leave the room because that meant the next thing that happened somebody was gonna get something that they really didn't want to get and so we have to look at why is it that it is such a hard thing to deal with it. We're going to deal with that part next week. I just want to set this up to get us to understand why there is a need for control. There is a need for it. We got to control our tongue, which in turn means we are controlling our mouth, which means that we are controlling what is coming out of our mouth and which means that we are controlling what is in our heart because last week we established out of the abundance of your heart your mouth is going to speak so as you can see all this has a connection all this is wrapped up together in a bundle and when we start working on one part it starts changing 
all the others. There is a song that came out when I was growing up. It started said, how do rumors get started? They get started by the jealous people. When something they have is something, I say I messed it up that quick. When something that you want, no, something they have is something that, uh, I'm messing it up. They get started by the jealous people. <laughs> but a rumor can start a downward trend, a downward motion of events. It can, a, 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 a whisper, a a a a a a a a did you know can start some issues for a person it doesn't have to be a big running up and punching them out and all that other stuff just a whisper did you hear did you know you know what I heard? Mm -hmm. A rumor can start the downward trajectory of another individual. And I didn't say a truth. I said a rumor. A lot of times and sometimes there's no truth to what is being said, but because it seems to be possible, it may be even probable, but I have not validated it. It is how things are. And just like fire, I, I used to uh, love the the dynamics of fire because fire was a is able to move and to change the disposition of whatever it comes in contact with now i remember uh my little brother and i were playing with some matches in our living room and I wasn't going to light it, so he lit it, and it was a nice little fire we had going. And um, what happened was our living room had carpet, and we forgot it had carpet when we had put the matches on it, and it burnt the carpet. And so we put the fire out and cleaned up everything, but there was this little burnt spot in the carpet. So what we did was we slid the chair over, over top of it, so we were good. Until mom came home and said, who moved this chair? And when she moved the chair, that's when we got in trouble. I ain't going to even go into that. That's, just, that, that's a bad memory. We got in trouble, real trouble that day. Uh, but fire changes things. Whatever it comes in contact with, 
It changes things. As our definition says, it's a phenomenon of light, heat, and light, heat, and flame. Now, the thing that I have found out is the hotter the fire, the more clear the flame. So, when it's a red flame, it's not as hot as a light blue flame. How you know? Because I, I was sitting there measuring it with a piece of metal and found out that it travels also in metal. But anyway, uh, we have to realize that fire changes characteristic. It changes dispositions. It causes changes in situations. Now, this fire that rumors can start because just like fire, a rumor, a word can spread quicker than we are able to contain it. We hear about these fires that happen on the West Coast all the time. And the first thing that they try to do to put out the fire is to contain the fire. Because fire moves quickly. Fire finds ways to move. Then you get wind helping the fire. It gets more oxygen. It can move further and further. So just like that, as we begin to say things that are not true or to start situations that are not been, that have not been verified, it starts getting up momentum because somebody say, oh, and I also heard. And it adds more to it. And I also heard. And next thing you know, somebody said, Johnny came to work late today. And the next thing you hear at the end of the day is that Johnny went on vacation for eight weeks and he stole money from the organization, and he's sleeping with the boss's wife, and, but all it was, somebody was making a mention that morning of Johnny being late to work that day. And the next day, Johnny's standing in front of the CEO of the organization, because he says, I heard that you slept with my wife, that you took eight weeks vacation, and you're fired. And Johnny's sitting up there saying, I just, I, I, I clocked in two minutes late today, yesterday, and I got fired. Because it, 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 it seems like we are drawn to that negativity of the words. And so the tongue can become this hurtful fire if we do not control it. And so when we look at how uh, we talked about in Proverbs, how it is, it's, a, it's a fruit that satisfies a man's stomach, his, his appetite. It satisfies his appetite. And then in the very next verse, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat of it. So some people love to have the death portion. They like to speak that negative. They like to speak that condem uh, condemning type of thing into the atmosphere. And there are some that like to speak hope and life into 
the atmosphere. But sometimes, even on the bestest days, you, uh, you may say something that does not have life in it. And so we want to be able to control our tongue. Sometimes things run through your mind that you just need to let, let it keep on running until it run out instead of letting it come out. For us that are a little bit older, we'll, we'll remember when we are watching our Sunday I mean our Saturday morning cartoons, and as they were transitioning from one cartoon to another, they had these things called commercials. Y'all have y'all heard of commercials? They had these commercials that would come on, and there was this one commercial that everybody began to recognize, and it would start out where it would start panning into a forest. And as it's panning into the forest, there will be some campers in there camping, and they will have just done, got done cooking a campfire, and they are removing all the things, and there will be a, uh, they would have knocked down the wood and all that other stuff, and then the, the camera would pan in on this little ember that was still glowing. And as they were beginning to, close down their campsite, all of a sudden you would see this uh, drill sergeant-like hat walking through the woods. And you would get on, the camera would then pan up on the bear. It was a bear standing there looking at you, and he would say, only you can prevent forest fires. And his name was Smokey the Bear. And everybody knew Smokey the Bear. And so his, his whole purpose was to prevent forest fires. He was all about fire safety. Sometimes we need the Holy Ghost to be our Smokey the Bear and remind us that only we can prevent mouth fires, however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, fire coming out of your mouth, you are the only one that can prevent it. Because if you watch your mouth and you show the need for control, you can prevent fires from happening. So only you can prevent it. So this does not mean that we have to watch what we say around certain people. It means watch what we allow out of our mouths ourselves. We have to allow ourselves to discipline ourselves so that we can say the things that are necessary and need to be said. Listen to this. The National Fire Protection Association says one in 20 homes, so that's 5% home structure fires were started by smoking materials. These fires caused almost one in four, 23% of home fire deaths 
and one in 10, 10% of home fire injuries. And so this statistic shows the tragic reality that many deaths from house fires are self-inflicted by someone smoking. Only you can prevent forest fires. Only you can prevent damage to property through fire. And so you have to be cognizant that you can create damage to your relationship by your mouth. So we have to be careful and what? Watch our mouths. Watch what comes out. Watch what is said. Sometimes we can say things with the intention of just making a point. But if we know that point is going to have a point on it, then we might need to be careful on the point we're trying to make. Because it can cause harm that we do not really want to cause. I was just trying to be, I just trying to tell them. No, you wasn't just trying to tell them. You were trying to tell them off. And now you got a fire to deal with. So we have to really realize that there's a need for us to control our mouths. Not just watch it, but have this focused control over how we're going to say our words. How we're going to speak to people. How we are going to speak to the person in the mirror, because that's the person we speak to the most. How are we speaking to ourselves? Are we fanning embers in our own lives that are causing damage to us because we are not being cautious about how we speak to ourselves? I hear People say things like, I'm so stupid, I'm so dumb, I'm so, and, and I'm, sometimes it's a funny situation, but if you keep saying that, then you become what you say, right? Because we just talked about last week, you are what you speak. So you keep sitting up there saying these negative things about yourself, your body takes on and begins to act like what you keep declaring. Because God has given us, I think I said this last week, God has given us the ability to make declarations in our environments. So we have to not only watch how we're speaking to others, but most importantly, watch how we're speaking to ourselves. That's why the Bible says we have to work out our own 
salvation with fear and trembling. Because there's some things in us that we need to work out, work through, and overcome. So I just want just want to stop by for a few minutes and just remind us that in our watching our mouth does not mean that after you say it, you watch the effect. It means that before it comes out, that you may not need to let it out. It's like, see, I'm going to say something. It's like you just ate a big old meal and drunk a Coke. And you know what's going to happen after you drink that Coke. And you're in a room full of people. So you might have to excuse yourself to go and burp. But some people be like, well, it's a natural occurrence. Well, no. It's, it's, don't, no. Don't do that. Don't be blowing that all over us. <laughs> go on somewhere. Right. And sometimes with our words, Things everybody might be thinking it. That don't mean that you need to say it. Okay. All right. Let me let me kick my soapbox out the way because some, sometimes, and, and, and I'm talking to myself right now. Sometimes you know what what these what what should be said, but it might not be the time to say it. So put up that the railroad crossing. Lights, the ding, 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 the block and all that other stuff. And block that thing from going out because you don't want to start the fire. Because once the fire starts, it's very difficult to control it. California had a fire. They figured out it was a campfire 10 miles away that was not put out properly. The wind came in and got one, picked up one of the burning embers. They had put water around it and everything, but they didn't pour water on the fire. They picked it up, took it uh, 10 miles down, found a nice dry area, landed in there, and it had destroyed, I believe it was like 40 acres of land because of them not doing things properly. Now, we, 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 now, when we think about these forest fires, one of the things we don't really think about is there's animals that live in those forests. So 40 acres, you're running out the, the, the bears, the wolves, the coyotes, the chipmunks, the, the raccoons, the rabbits. Did I say chipmunks? The chipmunks. You, you're running all the, all the snakes, the rabbits. You're running all them folks out of their homes to another location. So we have to be careful of how we speak. Because sometimes when you say things and you start a fire with your mouth, you can cause sisters and brothers, mothers and children, you can cause wedges to to occur because you started something with your mouth. So please be careful. Mm. That's next week, but I, yeah, I heard you. And so we have to really look at, I need to control what is coming out of my mouth. Because I want to speak words of life 
edification to those that are around me. All right? All right. There are some people that are trying not to say certain things, but they are, they're having issues. And like I said, this is a nearly impossible task to do on your own. You do not fully have the capacity unless you cut your tongue out to not say certain things. That's why you need God in your life. Because with God in your life, he, through the, his spirit, begins to reveal to you how to control that what seems uncontrollable. In order to get this to occur in your life, you have to accept the gift that God has provided for you. And the gift is, he has provided you what is called salvation. Salvation is deliverance, rescuing, saving from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so accepting Jesus into your life is key to start controlling your tongue. The process is, is not a hard process. The Bible says it like this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And so what that is saying is that if you, you believe that Jesus died for your sins and you confess that you realize that without God, you are not going to have a successful eternal life. He will come in and reside with you. Because everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I want you to understand this also, that this is not an individual event. This is a team sport. So we're going to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. Our whole desire is for you to become all that God has for you to become. And with that being said, we want you to contact us if you when you, since you, have made that decision. You can contact us either by coming forward at the end of this service if you're here with us, or you can email us at info at godshousecc.com, or you can text us at 864-920-0100. Let us know that you have made that decision that is a text line, not a phone line. So if you call, you won't have a, get an answer. But if you text us, you will. Those two methods, again, are you can call us at 
864-920-0100 or email us at info at goshousecc.com. We will get back with you. We will come alongside you and assist you along this journey because this is a team event. And we want to be there to help you. Well, friends and family, that's episode number two in the books, The Need for Control. We all need to control our tongue. And we cannot do it by ourselves. We need the Spirit of God to help us and assist us and provide us the guidance in order to make that happen. We're going to knock out episode number three next week. And I'm not telling you what it is. Just show up so you can hear about it. And we will definitely let you hear about it. Well, until next time, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.